How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Jamie Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. What's going on, everybody? I am Jamie Filer, your host as always for the trainer revenue multiplier show and today i am joined by two of my favorite people alvin brown and amanda voisin of ajf studios and personal mastery how are you my friends beautiful and i'm here with two of my favorite people as well so it's a it's a all-around vibe and amanda are we your favorite people i mean i suppose i suppose i'll give that title Oh my God, that's one. Okay. All right. So we brought you on because there are no two more qualified, uh, both professionally and personally people to talk about mindset. I mean, Alvin, you've been, uh, you've been studying it. You've been a student of the game as long as Amanda has been alive, uh, and practicing the art and Amanda, I mean, you are, you are in the trenches as we speak, learning as you go and grow. So again, you've got so many different ages and stages happening. Um, I want to begin with Alvin. Why did you decide in the first place to make mindset such a core component or pillar of your coaching athletes? Beautiful question. I'll tell you why. First off, during my sport, my years as an athlete, I wanted to go all the way. Olympics, I saw turn pro. I, I, I actually didn't have any other options, I thought. Education-wise, wasn't for me, not for me. So it, one way, one way if I want to get to success. I didn't have mentors. So I found sports. And I, I, I gave, if you checked all the boxes on things I should do, I did it. I was first one in, last one out. I ran more than anybody else. I, I just did everything. But... There's an Alvin in the gym, and there's an Alvin in when stage time comes, and the two are two different people. I don't know who this person is who showed up. I just choked on everything. So I, I was, it always bothered me that I never hit the sweet spot, that, you know, that, that flow state. I had moments in flow state. You know, I went to the world championship for martial arts. I danced professionally. I, dan I did competitions, did well, but I never hit the what I thought was my pinnacle. So I was wondering what the heck's going on. So career ended, uh, athletic career ended. I got into my professional career and I'm working with thousands of people through over 30 years now. And I'm realizing that our mindset is, is the thing that affects all of us. You know, I become, you know, like the bartender, people relax with me and they, you know, we're poor and they're telling me their thing. And, and, and I'm, I wasn't interested in this kind of thing. I was just into the body work, getting you better, making you feel better. But I realized I can't get you to that next level without having your checkup from the neck up. They were carrying stuff, old stuff. And I realized that your thoughts are intimately, instantaneously connected to your physiology. And I realized that you can't elevate yourself to that next level without having a checkup here. So then I got it. I studied psychology. I got my degree in psychology. And I started to really study NLP, neurolinguistic programming, for those who want to look that up. And I just found that the mindset really is a thing. And business, business, sports, life. Where else, where don't you need mindset? Tony Robbins talks about it. Business is 90% psychology. 
everyone talks about it, that psychology, psychology. So I'm really passionate about it. And Amanda, when did you first realize that talking to people and, and getting into their psychology was also going to be, I mean, we literally just spoke about it on our phone, such a core component of, I mean, getting the clients in the door, signing up with you and then retention. I mean, to be honest, I should have known this was a key part of it sooner because that's what got me into fitness, right? Like thinking back to when I first started and why I became a coach in the first place. I mean, it was because of the impact that fitness had on my mental health, not, not my physical health. It was mental health. That was the biggest factor, right? And everything is so intricately tied together. And it was for me in my journey. So I think, I mean, with anyone, whether someone deals with mental health, whether they're, it's a matter of managing stress in their life, whether it's a matter of being at their best with regards to mental clarity for performance and in their job, anything, right? Um, fitness and, you know, mental and physical are so tied together. And I feel like in order for someone to really change their lifestyle in any capacity, their mind has to be there first. I mean, this is something we talk about in TRM all the time, but you know, in order to, in order to rise to a new level, you have to mentally be in that new level first. You have to become the person you want to be before you are there. You have to be ready before you can harness it. Right. So I think no matter with any client, no matter what your goals are, um, and as business owners ourselves, it's just, it's completely integrated and you can't get around that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I'm curious, what do you guys say? And I'm sure you've heard it. I've definitely heard it from other trainers in the industry who say, A, I don't get paid enough to be a therapist. And if I was, I'd be the cheapest therapist in Toronto for right relative to what we charge as trainers. We're really cheap therapists, but also I'm not qualified. Okay. Minus you, Alvin, because you have a degree. Um, but also I just don't want to listen. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to train them, right? Look better, feel better, get leaner, be stronger. What do you guys say to those trainers? I mean, something comes to my head right away. I don't know about you, Alvin. But Go ahead, I, I would say, I mean, if you think about it, right? When we ask trainers or when we think about ourselves as, as coaches, what's the reason we became a coach? Well, to help people. What's the most rewarding part of being a coach? Seeing someone's life change and seeing all the positive impact that that has, seeing them get more confident, become happier, feel better, um, have that spark light up inside of them. Well, you can't have, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't get all of those positive emotional rewards without also dealing with the negative shit first, right? So as coaches, I feel like if you became a coach and you want to see someone's confidence grow, well, that's only going to happen if you work through the negative emotion too. You can't have one without the other, right? Um, if you want to be someone who sells, you know, single sale programs where it's training only, none of the other stuff, by all means, go for it. But if you want to be a one-on-one coach developing those personal relationships and those big, big goals, I mean, you can't have it both ways. You got to learn how to deal with it because it's going to be there, you know? I love that. I love that, Amanda. Alvin, go ahead. And Amanda is going exactly where I'm going. Where I'm going to say is this. There is no separation. There is no separation. So if you don't want to deal with that, then you might as well leave the business and go somewhere. Because you're dealing with humans. You know, a lot of people will look at my list of things I've done in my life. They say, for instance, when I gave up my massage license, uh, they said, oh, you're not doing massage anymore? I'm like, 
No, I'm doing, I'm an artist. I'm applying whatever it is you need today. If we need to go down the psych route, if we need to, not psychology, but if we're doing a mindset route, if we need to go down the body route, the stretching, whatever it is you need, because you're the human standing in front of me. I'm not going to give you a recipe. Oh, today we'll do this. No, I'm giving you what, I'm all about that person in front of me. So you don't have to, as a trainer, you don't have to go out there and say, oh, right, well, let's do psychology today. I'm going to sit down and talk about the, you know, the, manual of psychology and you look like you're having a syndrome. No, it's literally helping them find out what they want. If they need to talk today in order to get that set better, just for a minute to talk about a frustration they had, wherever, personal, professional life, yeah, have a conversation. You're not asking them to dig into their past. Okay, let's talk about those things that happened to you at three. And No, there's no couch in your gym. Right. No, you're just talking to them. Have a conversation, they vent. All right, now we can get on to the set. They had a great day. You just did psychology, you know, but it's not going out there and, and classifying it as a psychologist and a, you're not prescribing any, you're literally helping them. So let's forget about these boxes we put ourselves in and look at the human in front of you who needs you. You're there, you're right now, you're in front of them and they're going through it right now. You're not going to ask them to go back into childhood things, but you're going to ask them what's happening today. Oh, cool. All right, cool. Just be a listening board. And then it's done. They vented. Now let's come out with a set. Yeah, I love that. And and for those who are online trainers like myself, I mean, how awesome of a value add is it to add a 15-minute, 30-minute life coaching call or call it whatever you want that is congruent for you to your uh, deliverables that people feel like you are so well-rounded, right? Not just, are you getting the lunges and lunches, right? Amanda, like you said, that's not who we are. We're not selling one-off programs, but you're also getting that human to human connection once a week, which of course does allow you to charge a little bit more. But again, that, that personal connection is being made. So I'm curious, and now we're pivoting a little bit and talking more to the, the trainers as trainers. How do you guys protect your energy when you are absorbing those, those clients' frustrations, their angers, their stresses? What do you do for yourselves? Amanda. This is a good question because this also – did you pull these questions from mm. our call we just it had? It just so <laughs> happened that today's talk aligned with the podcast topic. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean – First of all, I can't emphasize enough how crucial this is because what I have learned the hard way several times is if you do not prioritize your own energy, your own recharge time, so to speak, daily, consistently, you will burn out. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when because we live, you know, in our field, we're constantly working with humans and human beings are not perfect. Human beings have emotion. Everyone around us, right, is going to have their own life that they're unpacking behind the scenes. And if we're interacting with them, we will pick up that energy. Not to mention, I think as coaches, that's that's something important that we have to do that separates us from, you know, AI technology or an auto-generated program. We have feeling and compassion. So the first thing I like to, I suppose, remind myself and remember is we want to focus on controlling the controllables, right? The fact of the matter is, there are going to be problems clients have that we cannot solve all the time, right? People are going to be dealing with their own personal things and it is not our job to solve every problem in their life. It's our job to just listen and be, be a coach, be a friend, right? Um, it's important to remember, you know, at the end of the day, we want to focus on how we can help them 
within our scope. Things outside of that be a listing board, but don't take on take those things on as your responsibility to fix. Um, if you know if you're having an issue with a client, there's a challenge going on, a lack of adherence, or a, a challenge you're encountering with communication. Again, focus on controlling what you can. Take the action steps you can within your scope as a coach. The rest, let the chips fall where they may and deal with it the best that you possibly can. Um, as a coach as well, I think it's crucial to have a time when you do distinctly turn off. Also, I know this is something I always feel is a work in progress for myself, but a time period, whether it's midway through the day, end of day, beginning of day, Something consistently daily where you turn your brain off of coaching and you focus just on you, whatever's within yourself, and just being, right? Yeah. I feel like that recharge is just absolutely crucial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amanda, great suggestions. Alvin, what do you do for yourself? I have to tell you, when I was introduced to this idea of energy exchange when I was in Massar school starting, I was like, what is this? Woo-woo crap. Uh, there's no energy exchange. You know, white light yourself. They were talking about all this stuff. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then years in, I realized, oh, damn, it's true. You can't actually, when you're absorbing this stuff, because we are energetic beings. Yeah. And and the way I show up, and we talk about it all the time. When somebody walks in the room, wow, I love your energy. Or, wow, look at your energy so low. We talk about it all the time. So we're, we're absorbing these things. We can't help it. But to take on just one word. I have to say one word to you, and that triggers something. And it spills out the thought and it's like Google, when you Google dump, right? When you Google a word, it just spills into tags, other things. Next, you know, you're down a rabbit hole where you didn't even start. So the way I started to look at it through NLP is I realized that there's two ways we communicate, surface structure and deep structure. So when someone tells you about their, the surface, you know, how they're doing, I just listen because eventually they get to the deep structure. And then I realize that people do three things where they're experienced. They delete, distort, they generalize. And when I hear them, I listen really what they're saying. What is the rest of that story? They told me a story, but what's the rest of it? And I listen to them and, and insert words and lead them to putting back. Because we, as humans, we tend to create drama for ourselves. It's just the way we protect ourselves. So most of the things are generalized. Oh, the whole world, my whole day has been running around. I've been running all day and they're tired. I'm like, really, all day? So I kind of sometimes directly, facetiously, oh, all day, you must be tired. Oh, come on. You know what I mean? But then I get them to really put in, put in what they deleted. Yeah. And now they say, oh, okay, well, it wasn't all day just this morning and they feel better when they leave. Yeah. So I don't get caught up in the drama. I listen, let them vent. And then, then I, the mean of communications response you get, right? All NLP terms here. So if I don't, if I want a different response to them, I give them a different communication, lead them, let them talk. Yeah. And lead them to where I want them to go. And eventually they go over there into that better state. They insert things they deleted, like they weren't running around all day. They weren't taking care of everybody because that's almost impossible and tiring. They're taking care of just their family and that's it and so on. So anyways, I, I don't get caught in their drama because we all have drama that, yeah. we, that we pretty much make up. And so I listen and then restate put them in a better state and leave them. Yeah. Then, I, love yeah, that. yeah. I love that. Matthew commented, he said, Pri prioritize your recharge energy. So mm -hmm. for sure, for sure. Alvin, have you ever read the book against empathy? No, I think I'm that, would, that down. Yeah. It'd be, I mean, it's exactly what, uh, 
I mean, you're already practicing it, so you don't need to read it, but it, it makes the case for sympathy rather than empathy because empathy yeah. puts you in the well with them. Yeah. And now you're both stuck in there looking up and yeah. it's not helpful for anybody. Yeah. Um, so the way I help, because obviously all day uh, I am surrounded by a particular type of energy. Mm -hmm. So I turn it into a game. Um, Alvin, you know that I'm a sneakerhead. I mean, I mm -hmm. have yeah. more pairs of Jordans and Air Force Ones than a human should have. Mm -hmm. So I consider it like, what event am I going to? Am I going to see a Broadway show? Am I going out with friends? Am I going to a nightclub? Great. There is a particular pair of Jordans that matches the destination or the event. When mm. I'm about to hop on a call with a particular client, obviously I know my clients well, there is a, a state that I get into state. relative to what I know that client needs. And I put it on like, like sh I wear them like shoes, mm -hmm. right? I wear my person. I'm not, this, I'm not the drill sergeant with everyone. I'm not the cheerleader with everyone. I am who you need me to be at that particular okay. time. And then mm -hmm. it becomes a game, like not a game or masquerade in a bad way, but mm -hmm. it's how I protect myself while still giving the client what they need. Mm -hmm. 100. Love um, that. What do you guys do outside of client sessions to recharge your energy to make you feel congruent and white lighted again? Great. I think, I mean, one thing I was just thinking as you're talking, Jamie, is that that's why I feel it is so crucial to have that time when we can just be with ourselves because as coaches, yeah, like depending on who you're working with, you're acting slightly different. It's not like you're faking it or taking on a different persona altogether, mm -hmm. but some people have a calmer energy than others, right? And we want to match our client's energy. If someone's more soft-spoken and shy, we're not going to be jumping around hammering drill sergeant in their face. We're going to meet them where they're at, right? So we're kind of wearing different hats all through the day. So I feel like that's why it's so much, it's so important to reconnect with ourselves mm -hmm. almost and who we authentically are outside of Amanda the coach or Alvin the coach, or Jamie the coach. So for me, I know a big piece of that is the evenings and date nights when I'm with my fiance, right? Just recharging, relaxing, not really even talking about anything in particular, just enjoying enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Um, I know one thing I was talking to Jamie about this morning as well that I find always really recharges me is walks. Like getting outside in nature, walking my dog or just walking by myself, listening to a podcast, listening to music, just disconnecting and distracting my senses without social media, without texting a client, right? Just breathing and being and being around nature because I yeah. feel like nature just offers us perspective and makes our our problems so to speak sometimes it puts things in perspective and makes us realize they're smaller than we think they are right so for me i love that the most yep i love that so reconnecting with yourself through a significant other but also perspective through nature mm -hmm. fantastic alvin and what do you do for yourself so for me it's identities wearing the identities and we we talked about crm I'm gonna introduce this to everyone is the idea of wearing an identity. So let's say I'm working with a coach, a person right now who was a football coach. And he can never get rid of that football coach, no matter where he goes. At home, he's football coaching his partner. He's, so you, at some point you gotta put on a different identity. So when I'm at clinic, I'm, I'm in the clinic, I'm a it's a different hat. I put on a hat that I'm I'm a sleuth. I'm looking at they call me the magician. So 
when I'm at, in the clinic, I'm, I put on my magician hat. And every morning, actually, I do a, a ritual where I, you know, talk about my identities. What do I need today to be to feel great? Well, today I'm going to go treat at the clinic, so I'm going to I'm going to put on my magician's hat. When I go to work on my entrepreneurship, I'm a money ma- um, money manager. So I'm making, you know, because I was what I was doing was taking my healer hat to do entrepreneurship. And I was struggling trying to make money because, you know, healers don't take money. Right. right. When have you ever when have you seen a healer ask for money? They don't. So I was I was finding myself averse to making money unconsciously. So I put on different hats. So when I leave work, when I come home, I'm the fun seeker with my kids. Uh, well, they're not kids anymore. They're grown now. But that's what I was. And I still am. Actually, I still am. We, you know, uh, we'll do things like so. My daughter and I one time jumped on a, out of uh, the small airport here in Canada. We jumped out of here and went to New York, uh, to Manhattan, and watched Chicago, and then flew back the next day. We hung out, flew back. So you know, little fun things like that. A lot of times we surprise the kids when they were young. They didn't even know we were going. We'd get on a plane, go to Florida, whatever it is. They just didn't know we were going, and they were just freaking out. So we just. When I'm at home, I'm the fun seeker because I spent 20 years studying what I'm doing now, and I was intense then. It wasn't fun, and I know I wanted to bring the fun back, so I'm a fun seeker. You know, uh, as a leader, I'm a gold miner, so I put on different hats. So as you do, Jamie, when you say your sneakers, same idea, different hats. So when I'm gone at the clinic, you see me online. I'm dancing. I'm doing around. That's some of the ways I tap into my old self is dance, is doing things different. I love to laugh, love to joke. It's not, I'm the intense guy's not me. So I wear different hats. Um, I love that. And again, for both of you, it sounds like it, it comes back to whatever your center is mm-hmm. eventually coming, taking off the hat, getting perspective. Where is home? What does home base feel like? What is authentic? Yeah. And well, you know, Jamie, Jamie, it's also never, never do too much adulting. You know, yeah. when, you, when you think you're too grown to have some, that's a, you know, that's one of the worst things. You know, sometimes I've always often said this. When you see me online dancing, sometimes when I create those, I'm like, ah, should I post this? Should I, what? It? And I just hit post because it's like I'm, I'm realizing I'm becoming an adult where I'm too worried about what everybody thinks. Yeah. Screw that. I'm just, I post, have fun. I love that. I love that. Amanda, any final, guys, we obviously need a part two, but because I feel like we only just scratched the surface. But Amanda, any last a uh, piece of advice for people um, regarding their energy, their mindset as a business owner around clients, their different hats, shoes, everything. Yeah. I mean, I would say number one, don't lose sight of who you are as a human being and what's most important to you deep down in amongst the busyness, right? Because I think oftentimes we get in this, I suppose it's a bit of a scarcity mindset, but we get in this mindset that oh my God, I'm so busy. I have so many things to do. I have to go from this to this to this. We schedule ourselves and spread ourselves so thin. I'm absolutely guilty of doing this too. And what happens is we end up feeling like we're just checking things off a list instead of really being present in any one of those things, right? When we're we're coaching a client and we're just thinking, okay, I have three more people until my next break. And on that break, I'm going to eat. And then I'm going to do this program. Like we're losing sight of living in the moment. And I think that's why it's so important to have those intentional planned instances where you are in the moment because it brings you back to your center. Um, and I know Jamie and I were talking earlier, I'm going to share this here too, about uh, the importance of macro and micro breaks, right? Like once a day, have a blocked off time in your calendar where you intentionally disconnect 
and focus on just being you yourself, your own person. Um, and every, you know, two months, for example, whatever feels good for you, have an intentional vacation, whether it's a staycation or travel or whatever, because again, every instance where you disconnect like that from work, you find any problem you're stressing over, anything causing you anxiety just seems less significant. It puts things in perspective. It lets you breathe. And it makes it ensures that you don't lose the reason why you do what you do in the first place and get caught up in the future and worrying about the next thing, you know? I love it. Uh, I love it. All right, guys, we will uh, we'll book our next chat very shortly. But in the meantime, thank you, everyone who listened. We appreciate it. Um, Alvin and Amanda, where can people find you guys? Amanda? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's Amanda Jean Fit underscore or AJF Team is my business account as well. You can also find me online at AmandaJeanFit.com. And myself, you'll find me at Personal Mastery Training on Instagram and also the website PersonalMasteryTraining.coach. And on there, all resources, I give you so many resources to help you to master this three-pound mass right here. His free is better than others paid, guys. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for uh, listening to At Trainer Revenue Multiplier. We hope you liked it. If you did, please share, tell your friends about it, rate, subscribe. We appreciate it. And in the meantime, we will catch you on the next episode. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. Take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Trainer Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.